the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're joining us for our Church of the Week feature. Every single week we get to sit down with a pastor in our city, of a church doing great things in the city of San Antonio. And today we have in studio with us Pastor Brandon Cox of Crossing Point Church. Pastor Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to be here with you today, Micah. Well, it's an honor to have you. It's an honor to uh, be speaking to you today. We want to hear about everything God is doing at Crossing Point. But before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I am... um I guess you would call me a transplant to San Antonio, maybe, or or maybe not. Um, yeah, I'm a transplant to San Antonio. <laughs> I uh, was born and raised in Louisiana, and I joined the Army at 20 years old. I got stationed here in in San Antonio, and we loved the city, and we decided to stay. Um, for a while, we thought we would move back to Louisiana, but that didn't happen. We're still here. Um <laughs> But God has been good to us, man. I, I really believe that verse that says that um, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. So we, we try to live by that, and we believe God has ordered our steps to this point. Now, uh, you mentioned you were in the military. We're in Military City, USA. Uh, tons and tons of people come mm-hmm. from all over the world to the city of San Antonio. What was your station in the military? What did you do while you were in? I was a um, – I, I worked for – DOD. I was in military intelligence and um, just had a great career there, uh, both for the Army and then after the Army for a, a small period of time. So it, it was good. I was a Spanish linguist. So um, so, you fit, so you're at home now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Uh, this redneck knows Spanish. You could say it that <laughs> so way. born and raised in Louisiana and now you're bilingual. You can fluently speak the native tongue of of Mexico yeah. and San Antonio. Huh? Yeah, of South Texas. South anyway. Texas, so. yeah. That's that's good to hear. Well, tell us about uh your your uh salvation experience, Pastor Brandon. When you when how did you come to the Lord, you know, coming from Louisiana, coming from the military and all of that? Uh what what kind of was your experience in making a decision to follow the Lord? Um when I was well, I was 10 years old, I actually 9 years old, about to turn 10. The summer before I turned 10, we were um uh, like I said I grew up in Louisiana and I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and we were in revival. And back then, um, you didn't just have revival on Sunday morning. No. Um, you had revival all through the week. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember how long we had been in revival, um, but, um, you know, kids get bored sometimes, and I was cutting up. And my dad uh, got on to me, and he told me, he said, Son, you're either going to sit on the front pew at altar call, or are you going to go to the front and pray? And um, and that's what I did. I, I went to the front and prayed. <laughs> that was July tenth, nineteen eighty five, and um, I gave my heart to the Lord. I was baptized that same night, and um, 
you know, it's been a journey ever since. I haven't been perfect, and there have been times when I have fallen away from God, uh, but he's always been there to to restore me, and um, that, that's the beautiful story of salvation. So I, my journey, I grew up in church, but my, my, I guess my personal journey with God started when I was, just before I was 10 years old, and um, man, it's been a journey. It really has. That's that's good to hear, Pastor Brandon. And, uh, you know, you mentioned it there, and I think a lot of us have that same experience of, you know, like any relationship, we're not 100% on all the time. We're not 100% faithful all the time, perhaps. Uh, can you talk to that person that maybe they're, they, uh, they've been through some tumultuous seasons, they've, they've been, had their ups and downs with God, and uh, kind of encourage them as to what you just said, that is the beautiful salvation story. What what do they need to focus on, and what what's the importance of their understanding and their picture of the Father? You know, Micah, I, I'd see it this way. Um, we, every one of us makes mistakes. There's there's nobody that's perfect. And um, in my case, when I joined the Army, as I was joining the Army, I was backslid in my heart already. And you got to check this out. I mean, I had already preached my first sermon I had already, um, one summer, I led a Bible study group uh, with a group of other teenagers, and we baptized five people uh, that summer ourselves. I mean, that didn't sound like a lot, but for an 18-year-old, sure. you know, leading something, that's a huge deal, having mm-hmm. never led anything. And um, I, when I joined the Army, I, I wanted to learn a language, and God graced me to do that, but I ran from God in the process. Mm-hmm. And um, it seemed like everywhere I would turn in my backslidden state, um, I'm, I was stationed in Monterey, California. And uh, I, at that time, I was, um, you know, I'd party it up on the weekend. We were co-ed dorms, so everything that went with with the party was there. And um, I like to play pool and go to the bars, and I, I would go downtown, and sometimes I'd walk, sometimes I'd drive. And um, one night I was walking down there, and I had my, my pool stick in my hand, and I was walking to a bar, and these kids handed me a track. And um, I know that sounds real old school today because don't nobody pass out <laughs> tracks anymore. That's <laughs> true. That's true. But in 1996, 97. It was all the rage. Oh, man. And um, I couldn't even play pool that night. I went back to my room and went to bed crying. Mm. And um, I, I can't tell, me, tell you how many times that, that I would go to sleep and I would just I would bawl my eyes out and be drunk doing it, you know. But um, that, that's God's grace pulling us. You know, that's, that's his grace pulling us. In that, in that same process or in that same uh, time period, um, it, I grew up in church, as I said. But one thing I remember from my parents growing up is they would pray together um, and not just, you know, kneel down, fold their hands together, you know, and, and say, now I'll lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. They would get down and they would pray. Um, and they would, you would hear them praying and they would pray over their our family, they would pray over me and my sister. Uh, they'd pray over their work situations, but you would hear them praying, and that haunted me in my backslidden state. That haunted me, so to speak, with my struggle with God. And um, that just that speaks to two people. Number one, if your if your relationship with God is is off the beating path, so to speak, maybe you've gotten your eyes caught up in the world. Maybe you're doing like Paul did in Romans seven, and you're warring with that that law of the flesh that's in your mind and in your body. Um, chapter 8, it tells us there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Remember that somebody prayed for you and saw you convert 
and give your life to the Lord. Not only that, God loved you enough to draw you to him. And now, no matter how far away you are from God, I believe everywhere you look, grace is constantly hitting you in the face. It's constantly tugging at your heart. That's good. And um, I, that's what happened to me. That's what brought me back to God. You, you know? know, you know the scripture I love that I think we, we don't fully comprehend sometimes is that we love God because he loved us. We, we, we didn't start this thing. He started yeah. it. I mean, we're just responding to his love, Pastor Brandon. Exactly. I, I think that's something we need to hear more and more. We're here with uh, Pastor Brandon Cox of Crossing Point Church. And Pastor Brandon, not only did you obviously give your heart to the Lord, but there was obviously a call to ministry at some point, a call to do something uh, beyond just, uh, you know, just, just being a solid believer, but to actually go into a, a ministry post. Uh, tell us how that happened. Oh, man, that's a, uh, that's a great story, too. <laughs> go for it. I, uh, I, and growing up around church, you get very familiar with the altar, um, with the prayer, place of prayer. And I remember even as a teenager going to youth camps, and um, I would I would go to the altar and I would pray, and you'd always feel that tug. I'm, I'm talking 16 years old, that tug in your heart, God, you must be doing something more in me, in me, in me. And I wrestled with that. And then at, at 18, um, I went to my pastor at the time. I was going to school in Monroe, Louisiana. And I told him that I felt like I had a call on my life to preach, to minister. And um, he encouraged me to go on with it. And uh, the only thing I knew to do was be involved in everything that was going on um, and then continue to get close to an altar. Um, like I said, I, I strayed from God. And then in my coming back to the Lord, when I got stationed here in San Antonio in 1998, that's when I um, – God has a way of putting people in your path. A young man I grew up with, Pastor Jeremiah Sibley, um, he's actually in Castroville, Texas now, but we grew up together in Louisiana. Um, he uh, he was here working at another church, and I found out about it. And I called him up one day, found his name in the yellow pages, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I went to see him. And I, I found my way back to that altar. And um, in doing that, my pastor told me, he said, you know, Brandon, you've walked three miles into the desert. It takes exactly three miles to get out of the desert. You do it one step at a time, one day at a time. And uh, But God began to restore me in that call I had on my life. Um, when they began to hear that I had preached before, that I had taught Bible studies before, they put me to work, and I accepted the work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, that's, how, that's how I began to, to respond to it. And it wasn't like... Oh, I'm going to be a pastor one day, or oh, you know, I, I need to have this big evangelist position, or I need to go here or do there. It was just like whatever my hands found to do, that's what I did. And it was uh, from teaching youth to working in outreach to teaching adults to teaching little kids. Um, just whatever, whatever my hands found to do, I did it, and I I served in that capacity. And um, I guess I had the school of hard knocks. And, and learning ministry more than anything. So you know, Pastor Brandon, uh, something you said is, is is something I think that is a little bit lost nowadays in, in a in a generation that's coming up in ministry. You said that whatever you f your hands found to do, you did it with all your heart. And um, I, I think so many times people nowadays they're 
they're seeking the Lord, uh, a little bit in quotation marks, for what do you want me to do, God? What's that perfect ministry? What What is my call to do? What's my ministry post? What's this? What's that? And, and they're trying to be an expert and a specialist before they've done anything. You know? Right. And, and uh, I, I like what you said there. Uh, whatever your fa- your hands found to do, you did it. Um, wh- what's your perspective on that in in our current culture? Today, man, I I have seen and experienced that a lot um, with different people as well. You know, they'll tell me I have a call in my life. You know, I feel like God wants to use me, and He does. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. He really does. Um, but you know, we look around. The Bible tells us in Matthew that. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Or another translation is that that men put their hands on the kingdom. You know, they physically are placing their hands in what God is doing. So wherever you are in life, and, and especially with this generation, and there's a lot that I could speak to it. I believe that they're a great generation that is coming up. But I also believe that somewhere between um, – over the last couple of years, we've lost a, a true work ethic, and maybe it's maybe it's because everything is so technologically driven, and we don't have to work as hard. We work smarter. I don't know exactly what it is, but but it, it's a it's a work ethic that's there. That you know, if you feel like if God has put a dream and a desire in your heart, then you chase that dream and desire, and He'll open the doors when they're appropriately. But wherever you are right now, it prepares you for the next stage. Like whatever you're doing right now. If you can be a good steward of that, there's this whole principle of stewardship in the Bible. And um, uh, the parable of the the unwise servant and the wise servant, um, the Bible says that when the Lord came back or the master of the house came back, he found him doing. Hmm. And when he found him doing, he gave him all that he had. And the servant that he didn't find doing that, and the Bible says that in his heart he said, that his master wouldn't be coming back anytime soon. And and maybe that's the key right there is is a lot of times or a lot of people, a lot of young people uh, in their heart they're like, "Well, I've heard maybe my parents, or I've heard this preacher, or that preacher say that God's coming back quickly." And we kind of get distracted with it. So when we say, "God, I have a call in my life. I want to do something for you." We never get to the doing part. Mm. You know what I mean? Andy Stanley said in his book, he said, "You you hire doers." And that's for the business world or the church world, I know. But I think it has a spiritual implication as well. And God is looking. He, he doesn't call the equipped necessarily. He equips the called. Mm-hmm. If God has called you, put your hands to work. You know, this is Pastor Brandon Cox of Crossing Point Church that we're speaking to here in studio. Great thoughts, uh, great perspective, uh, great words from him. And uh, in, in finding things to, uh, to do and ministry to do and putting your hands to work, Pastor Brandon, uh, the Lord leads you now to begin a work and instead of just kind of coming into the ranks of, you know, the, the uh, you know, you were in the military, you came in as a private and go through the ranks and, and kind of in the kingdom, sometimes we do the same thing. We, you know, kids pastor, youth pastor, music, you know, whatever, and you go through the ranks. But uh, the Lord led you to, to begin a church. And I, I say, I've said it on this program before, and I'll say it uh, as, as long as I have a microphone that we need all the churches we can get in San Antonio Amen. because if everyone decided to go to church at the same time, we wouldn't have enough places for them. So in in that perspective and, and in understanding the call of God for you, what was it that led you that direction? I had – it must have been in 2005. Um, I can't remember the exact year, but I had begun to feel the Lord to to lead us into something more in the ministry. 
Um, our church situation at the time was, you know, it, it, it was it was good. It went through trials like every church does. But I felt the Lord begin to direct us. And um, Crossing Point Church, it wasn't Crossing Point at the time. It had another name. And um, it had been a daughter work that had went through two iterations of, of pastors, and ultimately everyone left, and the, my pastor closed the doors. He locked the doors and took the keys away uh, because it was just such a, a tumultuous thing going on. I mean, it's planting churches is no joke, you know? That's for, that's for, <laughs> it's no that's church. Truth, yeah. So with that, uh, my pastor asked my wife and I, hey, would you guys consider going out there and starting this church again? And I said, uh, no, but I'll pray about it. <laughs> we yeah. both had good careers, you know. <laughs> no, but I'll pray about it. And no, we, thanks. yeah, we finally uh, prayed about it. And my wife had to have surgery in the middle of all that and was out. And God has a way of getting our attention sometimes. And uh, and the word that kept coming to us in prayer was just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. So with that word from God, we trusted Him and. Um, then begin to launch out, and I, I worked full time for about a year and a half, and then again I kind of felt the Lord prompted me: you got to make a decision. You know, mm. what are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to do what I've called you to do, or are you going to you know work? You got to draw a line somewhere, and um, that was my line in the sand, man. I, I decided to to uh, go full time at church and say, Lord, I you put this desire in my heart, this dream in my heart. I've listened to you. Um, it is it's been born this way. Um, I've had good mentors in my life. I have had good opportunities. Then you're going to provide for me here in this, and um and and I'm going to trust you with this, and I believe that you're going to order my steps with this. And you know He has done that, um, and, and He'll continue to do that. Ministry isn't a, it's not a get rich quick kind of thing. It's work, but there's. Nothing more joyful than doing the work that God has called you to do, regardless of what it is. Everybody's not a pastor. Everybody is not a, an evangelist or this big preacher. Some people, um, I mean, there are various places of ministry that we can be involved in, but you've got to do what God's called you to do. If it's a teacher, be a teacher. If it's a doctor, be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever it is. But chase it with all your heart and give yourself to it. That's good, Pastor Brandon. Now, I mean, you said it, the Lord was leading you this direction and in, in leading you to begin Crossing Point Church, what was the, the set of kind of the vision or the mission that, that he put in your heart that this is what Crossing Point Church was supposed to be? Our, our, it's really simple, man. We don't try to mysticize it or, or make it. It's just really simple. And it's this, our, our vision is to meet people at the crossing points of their life and to lead them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. What's a crossing point? Well, you could be young, you could be old, you could be going through marriage, through divorce, having a new child, experiencing a death, graduating from school. You know, all those are crossing points in our life, dealing with sickness. But in every one of those, we have an opportunity to lead somebody into a relationship with the Lord. Our mission is to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to share his love with others. I mean, it's really, really simple. And, um, and, and that's what I felt like God has called us to do at, at Crossing Point. 
and he's helping us to do it mm-hmm. one day at a time, you know, one day at a time. If I can just get you to love God with everything in you, you're going to make it to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's you the know? truth. And you're going to make it in life. Exactly. You know, you, you, know, you, you said that in, in uh, one of your statements that I was reading uh, on the church website. You said uh, that you're committed to, fa- to, the, to teaching principles found in the Bible about salvation and life. And uh, I think that's significant because I think a lot of times we don't connect the two that we just kind of uh, segregate the Bible to speaking to salvation. Uh, What have you found and at Crossing Point, what is it that you teach as the Bible connecting to life? It's it's all of life. Every answer um, to life's questions are found in the scripture. Look, we approach it this way. Um, and, and it's really my heart. I believe in something called, and you'll hear it at our church from time to time, we call it redemptive lift. And what redemptive lift is, that means at the point that I am redeemed, at the point that I am saved, at the point that I realize that Jesus Christ died for me and he saved me, I now am set up to be lifted in life. And what what does that mean? It's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, where we are saved, the Bible says, we're saved by grace, and we are seated in heavenly places mm. with Christ. Right. In other words, we rise above. We don't stay in the same mire that we're in. And why do we do that? Because in the Scripture, when we begin to apply the principles of the Scripture, our life obviously gets better. It obviously is going to improve. It's going to improve when you stop cheating on your wife. <laughs> it's going to improve when you learn to be a good steward of your finances. It's going to improve Think when you start showing up to work on time. It's going to improve when you start applying principles that are in the Bible to your life. And that's, that's, that's kind of how we connect the two. We call it redemptive lift. Kind of what you mentioned earlier, Pastor Brandon, being doers of the word, not just hearers. Yes, exactly. And, you know, you had another statement in, in, uh, in your material. You said... Uh, and I, I was just curious about it. If you could give us a little more perspective, you say we are all in, and and that that term "all in." What does that refer to? All in. Um, that means I'm all in with everything. I worship God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I'm all in. Uh, what it's been for us here, the last um, two years or the last year and a half, has been we are trying to. Uh, show people that church is more than just coming on Sunday. It's a, it's every part of your life. I'm all into worshiping God. I'm all into serving the Lord. I'm all into to giving to God. I'm all into being a part of what God is doing in the earth today. I'm all into being a part of what God is doing in my local church today. If believers, if Christians get, get, could get this— could understand that the kingdom of God starts at their local church and they could support their local church um, with everything, not just financially, but in every way, serve their local church, be a part of their local church. I believe in today's time that the kingdom of God would just explode. I believe that God would do great and mighty things if we could understand that the local church is the body of Christ for this community. And it's the only body of Christ that this community will see. And if we can do that, Pastor Brandon, at, at Crossing Point Church, at like you mentioned, whatever church we're a part of, that's what begins to change the culture yes. in our city. Exactly. Pastor Brandon, at, at Crossing Point, what can people expect when they come to service? Well, we start on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. And what you can expect when you come to service 
is you're going to be, of course, welcomed at the front door by our fit team, our our first impressions team, and then you're going to find your seat in the auditorium. If you have kids, your kids will either go to Kids Jam or they'll go to our toddler class or, or to our, our preteen class. Um, if you have teenagers, they're going to go to a teenage class, but they won't do that until after worship begins. And when we say worship, what we mean is is um, we sing for about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes where we're singing and worshiping. And then our children are, are dismissed and our teenagers are dismissed to their classes. And then we get into the preached word where I will preach for 30 to 45 minutes. Um, after that, we'll have a time around the front, an altar call time, um, where we come and we pray. And then service is dismissed. Our services normally last about an hour and 45 minutes. And Pastor Brandon, uh, can you give them details about where to find you? Yes, sir. We are located at 7935 Mainland Road. Um, if you are familiar with Bandera Road, the Super Walmart on Bandera, that seems to be a big landmark today. <laughs> That's Mainland Road. So if you turn on Mainland, we're about a quarter to a half mile off of Bandera Road um, on Mainland. Well, Pastor Brandon, we want to thank you for being with us and representing Crossing Point Church. And on behalf of AM630 KSLR, I want to invite you to, to visit Crossing Point Church for one of their services, as he mentioned, at 7935 Mainland. Or uh, check them out on the web at crossingpoint.org. Uh, or you can email them at crossingpoint.church at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, and check out one of their services on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Or check out their website for the different things they have going on. And uh, it's, it's just been a pleasure to be here with you in studio, Pastor Brandon. And, and we wish you, wish you all the best. Thank you, Micah. And God bless you and KSLR. Thank you for joining us for the Church of the Week feature with Pastor Brandon Cox of Crossing Point Church. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, the word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.